Good morning, all you beautiful women out there, wherever you're listening to from in the world. Thank you for being here. This is episode 14 of the Empowering Women Across Generations podcast with the Health Huntress. My name is Laura, and I am the Health Huntress, and I believe that uniting women together all across generations is going to make us stronger and better together than we are alone. So thank you so much for being here on this path with me, and I really hope to establish a friendship with you along the way. In today's podcast, it's free flow Friday. So as I'm filming this right now, I'm on my commute to work and free flow Friday means I pretty much just talk about random um, things, whatever's going on in my mind. So don't worry if you're the type out there that likes a little bit of structure. I have a little idea of what I want to talk about. Um, But for those also that are concerned about me driving and talking at the same time, I'm completely hands-free. My eyes are on the road, my hands are on the wheel, and I'm making it happen. And that's one thing that's good to talk about right now is time management. I mean, how awesome is it that I'm on my commute to work and I'm doing my podcast all at the same time? So anywhere in your day that you can uh, kind of bulk things together like that, it's going to help you in the long run. I'm a huge time management person uh, because I don't like to waste time, number one, and I like to get, I like to knock stuff out because I don't like to have things lingering. Oh, I still got to do this today. I still got to do that today. So you know what? I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to start doing my podcast in the mornings, especially on Friday. It's good when it's a free flow Friday. So for those listening in real time, or if you're listening on a Friday, I hope everyone out there is excited about the day and the weekend. And even if it's Monday and you're listening to this, you can still have a great day. So anyway, if you're hearing any of the music, I don't have any rights um, to any music. I just kind of have it in as as a background. It's so low, you probably don't even hear it anyway. um, But today, it's about 9 o'clock. I'm on my way to work. It's a beautiful fall day here in Virginia. That's where I live. Um, Today, I thought would be... Okay, so if you've been listening, you know that I've been kind of having like a little bit of an off mood, a little bit down, um, uninspired kind of thing. And today, I woke up feeling a lot better. And I think one of the big things is, is that I've been getting really good sleep. So I thought that's something good to talk about. And um, one thing I want to mention is I track my sleep on my on my watch. Um, if you have an Apple Watch, I use the Pillow app, which it's, it used to be called the Sleep app, but now I think it's called the Pillow app. But anyway, it can track like how good of sleep you're getting, what stages of sleep you're in, um, and it bases it really off your heart rate and things like that. So. It's not 100% accurate, but it gives you a good guide to follow, and it tells you the quality of your sleep, like in a percentage, and it breaks down like how much of your um, percent of your sleep were you in REM, how long were you in stage one, which they, or you know, in stage two, and all of that. Um, So, just to background a little bit, okay. So my ex-husband, who's still very close to, is in the sleep world he is um, he likes to call himself a sleep doctor but he's not a doctor but he is very knowledgeable in the realm of sleep and 
Uh, I don't know if anybody out there has ever had a sleep test, but when you go to a sleep center, you go to a sleep test, there's usually, well, there always is a doctor associated with the sleep center. And the doctors that deal with sleep are usually like a cardiologist, a neurologist, a psychologist. It really can be any kind of doctor that can specialize in sleep because it affects so many different parts of your body when you get good sleep or when you don't get good sleep or if you're not able to sleep. Um, so a few years ago when my kids were younger, I, um, he, well, I was in real estate selling new homes and the kids were little and he was just kind of irritated that I was always gone on the weekends and wanted, uh, you know, more help and stuff like that. So he had this grand idea that I start selling medical equipment, durable medical equipment. And in the sleep world, that's CPAPs and stuff. So he said, you can start doing that and it'd be great money and, you know, you'd have a territory and you would be able to have the weekends off and all of this stuff. So when I looked into all of that, it sounded, you know, kind of cool. I said, okay. And the market was kind of in a down market anyway. So I said, all right. So what I had to do for that was I had to take this program um, for sleep and it was pretty intensive program so you go through all these different classes and everything and then at the end you have to take a big exam uh, but you also have to have 18 months of on-the-job training so I said okay I can you know I could do this so I started working as a sleep technician over it was all night and I was still had a regular job so actually I was gone more than I um, you know was before but I had an end, an end goal, which was, you know, to be more home, more with my kids. So anyway, and I thought, well, it's at night. I mean, the kids are sleeping anyway, and I could do this. You know, I could do anything. And it wore on me real quick, but it, it's okay. So I still stuck out the 18 months. But anyway, so what I did was I was a sleep technician. So if you've never gone in for a sleep study, you basically go in. They have beds set up for everybody where you're, you have your private room. Um, this most places I'm sure have a private room everywhere I've ever worked it, it was a private you know you have your own little private room and when you come in you're greeted by a sleep technician which is who I was and um, and then they take you to your room give you a little bit of time to just get situated and then they come in and hook you up so they hook you up on all these wires like people are always like what the heck you have like I forget how many on your head so they they, they put this like goopy goo um, to that um, basically stick to your head and um, with a little bit of tape over top so that the um, you know they can read your it's basically the frequency like your brain waves I guess I don't really know the technical terms I forgot all that stuff but anyway they hook up all these nodes basically to your head in very specific areas that's all attached to like this little box that is all you know giving us the data on the computer in the technician room so anyway and then you also have some cables around your chest to check your breathing you have a little oxygen thing in your nose um, and I can't remember you have something on your finger too I, I believe yeah you have, you have some I mean it's really uncomfortable to sleep let's just say that <laughs> so people are always like I can't sleep like this and everything but that's how you get a sleep study and a lot of times people come there to rule out like if they're having any kind of is issues um, they'll send you for a, the, your normal doctor I'll send you to a um, sleep lab just to even rule out that you have sleep apnea or any kind of sleep problems. And when you go to a sleep center like that, that's pretty much what it tests you for. One thing I learned was it's really just there to, I mean, it really can only know 
um, you know, your respiratory sleep and, and they can see things in the frequency of things that happen. Like if you're, you're having a seizure in your sleep and things like that, it'll have like a, like a wave that is noticeable and all of that. But mainly they're trying to diagnose you for any kind of respiratory kind of condition like that. Or if you are intermittently losing sleep, but it's not a respiratory problem, they can look in deeper and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things um, that go on in a sleep lab. But so anyway, all night long, as a patient, you're sleeping. And there's a camera on you and there's it's audio too. So you know, and, and you're basically being watched all night while you sleep by somebody like who I was a sleep technician. And they're monitoring your sleep. You, um, they're keeping record of it. It's all being all of the waves of the frequency of everything that's going on through all those nodes and hookups is all being saved into a report um, onto the computer. And then um, as a sleep technician, you'll make notes throughout the night, like if you woke up or um, if you're having any kind of anything that would be helpful for whoever's reading and interpreting the study later on. And then, um, yeah, so if you have to go to the bathroom or anything like that, you have to call out for somebody. And then me, as a sleep technician, would come in and kind of disconnect you and help you to the bathroom and all of that. So anyway, you usually get up early the next morning because the sleep technician's been up all night. I always like to remind people, like, hello, like the sleep technician's been on all night because people would always be like, oh, can I, you know, I don't want to leave that early or I don't want to get up that early or, um, you know, can I take a, you know, hour long shower and all of this? It's like, hello, uh, you know, be considerate of the sleep technician who's been up all night and wants to go home. But anyway, so then you get up, you do all that, um, you unhook everything, clean it all up as the sleep technician while, you know, the patient is doing what they need to do to get ready. And then that's it. The sleep study is over, but then the next day or within a couple of days, the sleep study is interpreted, uh, which that is what my ex-husband does, is he interprets the study for the doctor, um, you know, by making all the data into like a more concise report and then it goes to the doctor for the actual diagnosis. So um, in the 18 months that I did it, I had hundreds of patients. So I worked like three nights a week and I'd have two patients a night unless there was like a no-show or something like that, which would happen. But that's, you know, quite a bit of patients. So I, I, I learned, I saw so much stuff. I mean, there were cancer patients, recovering cancer patients. I remember one lady that had had like a, um, you know, breast cancer. So she had, right now I'm forgetting what it's called when you have your, you know, breast redone and all of that. Um, and all of these, oh, someone that had, you know, recovered from a heart attack. Um, I mean, the story is because when I'd be hooking up all of these people, I'd be talking to them the whole time. I mean, I just met some really fantastic fantastic people and I learned so much I mean there were a lot of healthy people just there getting it ruled out and then there were a lot of really really sick people too um so anyway by the time that whole thing was finished <coughs> my 18 months I was really just burnt <coughs> burnt out from the whole thing and the market was turning around for real estate so I said you know what just I'm going to continue with the real estate because it was like I don't want to be all over the place because like your territory would be like Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, I mean probably West Virginia and Pennsylvania. I live in Virginia so you know any of the areas around and I just I said you know what why, why did I do all of this it's so much but nothing is ever a waste of time. I know I said I don't like to waste time and I don't waste time. I mean 
I learned a lot from that job. Um, and I learned how important your sleep is. So I just wanted to say like, so every time I wake up, I'm always like, how is my sleep? That's why I monitor it so much because I also want to make sure, am I getting enough REM sleep? Am I getting enough deep sleep? Um, am I waking up throughout the night? Are there things going on that I'm not aware of because obviously I'm sleeping? Um, going a step above, which they don't do anything in the sleep centers is, um, you know, I'm also like, I have always been into like dreams and I have dream interpretation dictionaries and all of that stuff. And one time when I was a sleep technician, we had three doctors in the center that I worked in. So we had a, a psychologist, a cardiologist, and I think the other guy was probably a neurologist. I don't remember, but we definitely had a psychologist because I would talk to him about my panic attacks because I wasn't sleeping that good. Obviously, I was working three nights a week and still working, you know, regular job and still having the kids and the husband and all of that. I am... Um, I was like, my panic attacks were in full force. I mean, you want to talk about panic attacks. I was having them big time because I wasn't getting sleep. And I was having all kinds of issues um, with my health. That's when I think I started to notice like my eyes kind of sink in a little bit. Um, which is giving me that little hollowness that I have now that I'm trying to work through. But, um, you know, I had probably a little bit of weight gain. I don't really remember exactly um, at the time, but it wasn't good. I know that I wasn't very healthy. So really making sure that you're getting good sleep. And also if you do, if you're somebody out there that's like, I don't care, I get good sleep. It's such a blessing because if you see the people that can't sleep, like there, I had so many patients that even if it, sometimes they were overweight and sometimes not, you know, because when you're overweight, you don't think about like when you're laying down all the pressure that's on your airway or on your chest and stuff like that. And so like these people literally, I, I'm still envisioning this guy in the little audio where he would be trying to breathe and his arms would, you know, be flailing up because he was losing that much breath. Like he would go, you know, lots of seconds without a breath and so when that happens your arms just kind of go up and he had no idea that this was going on and that's why this can be you know over time can be like a major major concern where people are dying in their sleep or having heart conditions or you know all of that so I just thought it's really important to pay attention to your sleep if you've never had a sleep study done um, you can ask your doctor if you you know want one and just so you kind of know and th they even do like home sleep studies now where they give you all this stuff and I don't really know how the hookups are for that I can oh well I thought you know maybe I can have um somebody either I could have a woman or I could have my ex-husband on to go more in depth with um sleep but also the older you get um it's it's more important but your sleep affects everything I mean that's why the neurologists cardiologists psychologists are all you know doctors that practice medicine I'm sure that there's more than just that those are just my experiences with the doctors that I always worked with um but sleep is so important so I feel like I am so much better off right now because I I got really I've been getting really good sleep now I've been keep staying up until the point where I'm so tired I can't keep my eyes open and I think that that's actually really helped me because um just because then I'm like sleeping like all night I'm not waking up or anything like that another thing I don't do I used to swear by I had to fall asleep with the tv on that's a big fat no-no now I um I will watch tv until I'm tired like I did last night but I will 
not um, sleep with the TV on. It is so bad for you to sleep with the TV on because of the light, because of the noise. Um, and also it can affect, it can get in, like if you're having dreams, like one recently I fell asleep, I was watching the ID channel and that, I, I don't know why I watched that at night. It scares the crap out of me, but I was watching it at night and I was, ha I had a bunch of nightmares because it was still on while I was sleeping. And so it got into my, you know, into my dreams and that could, that could have affected my next day. I don't know. I didn't track that, but it's also something you can track for anybody who likes to fall asleep. I've gone through periods of time where I actually track how good my sleep was, how I felt the next day. Um, you know, the dreams, I do believe that your dreams communicate with you I, so many times and that could be a whole nother subject, but, um, talking about like dreams and, um, I had a really bizarre experience over the summer, um, that could honestly be a whole episode in itself with um, a dream that had happened. So um, you just have to stay tuned because it's actually really, it's actually kind of really interesting. But um, but it's too much to get into right now because I'm almost to work, and this has actually gone on a little bit, you know, almost 20 minutes or I don't know what it is. I can't you know look too closely because I am driving. I'm actually at a light right now, but uh. Anyway, I hope you guys have a good day. I hope that brought any kind of um, inspiration for you to just, you know, be cautious of, conscious of your sleep and, you know, making sure you're getting good sleep. And if you're having any issues that, um, you know, it could be based on how good of sleep you're getting. Because even I noticed with my mood, I mean, I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling better. I'm on the up and up and that's good. Um, also in these times with COVID and, 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 and all these, you know, even if you're just getting a cold or anything like that, it helps with your immune system, getting good sleep. Um, it makes you less susceptible to, um, you know, getting more sick than you need to be. So don't wear yourself out. Make sure that you're getting at least eight hours. Everybody's different. That's one other thing I want to mention. I could also have a sleep coach on here because when I've been going through some continuing education for my um, personal training certification, I took a bunch of classes, um, you know, obviously for continuing education. And a lot of them are about sleep. And I love that they call it sleep fitness. Like you have your nutrition, your exercise, like your physical fitness, and then you have your sleep fitness. I love that. But they have, there really is a thing out there called a sleep coach. And sleep coaches, a lot of them are basically for uh, kids. Like if you have a baby and just kind of like um, helping you where you can get sleep patterns around your, your baby, you can get your baby to sleep, you can get sleep also. Uh, I've never been through the program, so I don't really know anything more than that. But they also just have sleep coaches to um, help you know your own body. Because some people can go off of seven hours of sleep and be just fine. Other people need like nine. So anybody needs like somewhere between seven and like nine to ten hours of sleep at night. Um, I think kids and kids need a little bit more um, that's why their bedtime should usually be earlier. But anyway, I thought that that was interesting. So if you ever have any problems with your sleep that aren't related to anything like sleep apnea or anything like that, that you can consider a sleep coach and get your sleep fitness under control. I really love that whole concept of sleep fitness uh, because it's true. It pays. It's so much 
of how we feel and our health is related to our sleep. So don't chance on sleep each night. And another good tip is to make sure you're turning your phone off. Um, I know I said I like to have the TV on, which isn't good either. You should really turn the TV off and then figure out a way to get tired, um, like read or something like that. But really disconnecting from your phone because a lot of times, and you'll notice if you're reading emails or something like that before you go to bed, then you're dreaming about that and you could be tossing and turning and all of this. So really just try to get a clear mind um, before you go to sleep so that you're assuring that you're giving yourself the best sleep that you could possibly give. So when you wake up in the next, when you wake up that next day, you're ready for it. You know, you're ready to seize the day. Um, so anyway, that's it. Like I said, I'm getting close to being to work. Um, I hope y'all have a great day, whatever day it is for you. For me, it's Friday. And real quick this weekend, uh, I'm going to see the new Halloween movie. So I'll let you guys know how that is. I think I'm going to take my kids, so even my little six-year-old. <laughs> don't judge me. She's coming too. <laughs> so she loves scary movies and scary things. So uh, I think she'll be fine. We're going to see it uh, probably like early evening. So it won't be like a late night or anything. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy whatever it is you got going on. And remember, I never want to leave any women behind. That is my mission. So if you're a woman out there that needs anybody, I'm here for you. I'm getting uh, my email set up soon. But for now, you can reach me at Instagram, which is my handle is the Health Huntress. Thank you, everybody. Until tomorrow. Bye.